0: And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches.
1: Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. You are in for a treat. I have the amazing, incredible Bob Berg here today. I know many of you have heard of him and are anxious to hear this conversation we're going to have today. So before we jump in, I just wanna say good morning to Bob and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show.
2: Well, good morning, it's great to be with you.
1: (laughs) It's exciting, I feel like we're having a cup of coffee. This is just gonna be a great conversation and we're excited to hear your story. Before I tell you about Bob, we do have another wonderful sponsor today, and I just want to share a little bit about them and just, again, reiterate how grateful we are for our sponsors who help us keep this show going. Did you know the average business loses around 20% of its customers annually simply by failing to attend to customer relationships? In some industries, it's as high as 80%. Thanks to technology and our addiction to notifications and being busy, we spend less of our time creating quality relationships and more time just collecting followers. The Expressory aims to change the way we build business relationships. We help business owners create customer loyalty by designing and executing unique personal customer experiences, and they do. They are phenomenal. The Expressory would love to offer all of our listeners, that's you, the opportunity to simplify your relationship management efforts. So you'll receive a 30-minute design session to review your current customer experience. And during this call, you'll create an easy-to-execute engagement plan. And as a bonus, the Expressory will send 10 of those follow-ups for you. That's $150 value. That's a gift. Like someone's going to follow up for you. How awesome is that? So to redeem, simply schedule your design appointment by visiting double now so that's bit.ly forward slash double now simply mention the dysn podcast which is our show in the notes or email info at the expressory.com to receive more information and we just want to thank the expressory for supporting us we love jamie shibley she's also part of our community So with that, let's dive in. I want to tell you about Bob Berg and why you're going to love today's show. I can't wait to ask him all the questions today. In their best-selling business parable, The Go-Giver, and then their follow-up, The Go-Giver Leader, Bob Berg and John David Mann challenged the conventional wisdom about success. Now they're back with a new and equally compelling story about the power of genuine influence in business and beyond. The Go-Giver Influencer, a little story about a most persuasive idea, tackles the paradox of achieving what you want by focusing on the other person's interests. Isn't that a novel concept? And we talk a lot about that on this show. No, not in a way that is self-sacrificial, but rather in such a way that all parties benefit greatly. This results in both immediate and long-term success. Bob Berg speaks all over the world on topics related to The Go-Giver, as well as what he calls genuine influence. While his total book sales number well over a million copies, his and man's original book has itself sold over 700,000 copies and has spurred an international movement. Their newest, their new book, however, The Go Giver Influencer might just be their most important book of all. And The Go Giver was originally gifted to me years ago, and it's definitely been one of those books that I, I think about when I feel stuck in my own business. And I go back to you know really serving and giving. So Bob, welcome to the show. You know, I, I wanna just start by allowing you to just tell your story a little bit give us a little bit of, you know, how, how did you get here? And then tell us a little bit about, you know, when you first launched your business in the beginning, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling?
2: Well, the way I, I, ended up in my business which has now been speaking and writing and and so forth i began as a broadcaster first in radio and then in television i was the late night news guy for a a very very small abc affiliate in the uh, midwestern united states wasn't wasn't particularly good at it i was 24 years old really had no no idea of the news and what it was about and and really didn't care at the time and so other than just being able to read the news i wasn't very good and and I soon found myself, and I was in a small market. So to make some extra money, I began to to uh, sell, and and eventually morphed into a into doing sales full time. Now the challenge was I knew nothing about sales, so really for the first few months I I floundered. My biggest limitation was just not knowing and not knowing what I didn't know because I didn't even know that sales was something you had to learn, <laughs> right? Sure. Or that it was a skill set. So. Fortunately, about three or four months after I began, I was in a bookstore and this is 40 years ago or so when bookstores were mainly known for selling books, <laughs> right. you know, coffee and, and pastries and everything else. And, and uh, so I was in the business section and there was a sales section, which surprised me because I didn't realize uh, there, that was even such a thing. Books about selling, and I remember there were there were two. But there was a book by Zig Ziglar, and there was a book by Tom Hopkins, How to Master the Art of Selling. And again, forty years ago, and I just you know I got the books and I took them home. And I began studying them, not reading them, studying them, just going through them and and, uh, highlighting and underlining and dog-earing pages and practicing and drilling and rehearsing and doing everything. And within a few weeks, my sales began to go through the roof which was really interesting when you think about it because there was really at that time no significant difference between where I was three weeks earlier and where I was three weeks later, other than I had a methodology. I had an understanding of the process or what I would call a system. And I personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how to principles. In other words, uh, the key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know that all you need to do is A and continue to do A and you'll get the desired result. This is, of course, is what you teach when you do your coaching, when you do your two day program, when you do, when you work with people, you're sharing with them a system which is proven and they just need to follow that and and so forth and it's going to work. So I began to, at that point, really make a study of sales and I, I started to love it. I mean, it became something, I just really, really loved and began reading the personal development books, probably the same ones you have (laughs) in your library and your listeners have in their libraries and realizing that selling was much more about first it was growing internally and then manifesting that success externally. And eventually I was sales manager of another company a few years later and started sharing with others what was working for me and my team and eventually began speaking and, and teaching on the topic.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. I love you said two very important words. You said well a couple of things, but you talked about a skill set and a system. I think so many people forget that selling is a skill and it's something that you learn. So for all of our listeners this is a great reminder that we all start not knowing how to sell and that the more we study and you know listening to this podcast and you know learning from people like Bob help you develop that skill set so you can get to the next level. Awesome. And and then you create a system. So Bob, looking back, you know, everyone has their first double or that moment when you know you have your best month ever and you realize that you've gone from you know, leaving a job to having a company and actually paying yourself or having an incredible month. But do you remember like that month or that moment when maybe you doubled your sales for the first time or had an incredible month? And did that help you shift your limiting beliefs about selling and growing your business?
2: Uh, well, there were there were a couple of shifts in belief, I would say, and I've been in business for you know quite a while now, so I don't exactly remember the first month or when it first hit me that I may have doubled my sales, but I do remember there was a time, and this was for me, it was a few years after I began in the speaking business where I I did land a really nice client that I was gonna going to for the first time have some really sure. steady business with, right? Because I, you know I had been in that loop where you market and you sell and you market and sell and then you you know you do the gigs and you don't have time to market and sell right. and market and sell. and you, Right. And so this, this finally got me to the point that it, it put me over the top in that way and gave me some breathing room where my sales began to go. And I, and I would say they at least doubled at that point. Another point for me was with my, at the time, a resource sales, which were at the time, not even CDs. This is still back in the day when I do. Were tapes. If you remember those cassette tape albums, which is I <laughs> guess one step over eight-track uh, tapes. But and when I finally kind of got a system together where I was able to sell more consistently from stage, and that of course took my business way up. I think the limiting beliefs I needed to get over was that I I didn't have what it took to be able to to to. I don't want to say make those things happen, although that's part of it. We do make it happen, but to allow it to happen once it did, to be able to receive that kind of success. And of course, that that goes back to the self-doubts we have about ourselves personally, and also wondering, do we have that, uh, you know, that knowledge? Are we good enough to be able to to do that consistently?
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. We talk so much about that on the show. And I think all of our listeners are always shocked, you know, when they hear from someone like you who, you know, from the outside, we can say, oh, look at all the success. He sold all these, you know, millions of copies of books and he's a speaker and he's known and he's et cetera, et cetera. And yet here you are saying at one point, it was hard to receive that kind of success and that idea of I've, I'm not enough or that enoughness. So, if you could go back, Bob, to you when you first had those limiting beliefs, what would you say to yourself then?
2: What? Well, what I I guess what I said to myself in in accepting the limiting beliefs was you know <laughs> was exactly that that you know am am I really Am I worthy of receiving? Now, in terms of what I said to help myself over that hump, I'm not sure I said anything in particular. I think what I kept doing was learning and I kept listening to people and I kept placing myself in an environment where I could grow. So I was always listening to audios when I was driving, always. I was always reading and I was letting those thoughts get into my head and, and again i don't think it's just they come into your head and you start doing it i think you have to think about it and have to feel right. that happening you know it's not osmosis um so i you know so i i don't know if there's a hit yourself in the head v8 moment where all of us <laughs> sure. you say you know good enough and what is stuart smalley you know i'm good enough and people like me or whatever <laughs> enough, I, yeah. I think you kind of grow into it over time but there is a point where a decision's made maybe that you're not gonna let those limiting beliefs keep you from that success.
1: And you also mentioned putting yourself in the right environment. And so many times, I think when those limiting beliefs come up, we back off. And we, you know, we have a choice. You, you said you made a decision. It sounds like, of course, to keep going, right? And mm-hmm. you immerse yourself in listening to the tapes and the CDs. And I'm sure now you're probably an avid podcast listener, like all of us. And just staying in that mental space so that you can keep moving, even when you don't want to. I think that, you know, that's the big division between people who we perceive as being successful and those who stop. And so for all those who are listening like this, this is your moment. I know some of you might be having your worst day in business, but this is such a great reminder to keep going and take that next step that's in front of you. So Bob, okay. We're super curious. So you, you had that moment, you landed that big client. We know that breathing room where the bills that are paid that month and maybe for a few more months and you can like just stop for a second. So going back, you know, looking at that, landing that major client and you know, other growth strategies in your business. But when you look back, like what are the top two strategies that you've utilized to grow your business significantly?
2: Well, one, I think, is, is understanding that the, the focus has just got to be on providing value to others. And often that value begins before you're doing the actual gig or selling the actual product or service. So it's creating relationship. And I'm a big believer in that, that, you know, that we we create these relationships and we continue to create those relationships And our and the entire premise of what we're doing is to cultivate relationships to the degree that people feel so good about us personally. They know us, they like us, they trust us they want to be a part of our world. They want to be a part of our our business. They want to be a part of our lives. And knowing that with some of these people, you're going to do business with them directly and you're going to receive referrals for them. From some, you're you're not going to do business with them because they don't need or want or desire what you have, but they may be great referral sources or they may introduce you to someone else. But the the key focus has to be on what you can provide to them. So the relationship building is, is key. I also think that we have to also continue Continue to prospect. It it means that it's not just building relationships, but it's also going out there and making sure you're making the calls and not depending upon anyone else to to make it happen for you. And so, you know, it's really doing the the two things are this. It's doing the right things, whatever that means to you for your business success and doing more of it.
1: Yeah, excellent. And I want to go back to the first thing you talked about about adding value because that can mean a lot of things. What are the top ways that you add value to your clients or your prospects, I should say?
2: Sure. And and that's so key. And it can be from the time you first meet them, it's the questions you ask them, not not prospecty questions, but just questions about themselves. Questions that that show them from the get-go or from the give-go that your interest is them. You know, so often when we first meet someone, we have that and, and we ask them what they do and they tell us and they ask what we do. There's that temptation to come up with the perfect elevator speech or <laughs> or even if you want to be nicer about it, the benefit statement. But what we've got, you know, that tells them in, in three to seven seconds the benefit of doing business with us. But the problem with that is, as I see it, is that by and large, at this point of the conversation with you, when they first meet you, their interest in you and what you do for a living can be summarized in three words. They don't care. What they care about is themselves. So when we can focus on them, when we can move from what we call an I focus or me focus to an other focus and ask them questions about themselves and their business. Again, not necessarily prospecting questions, though, sure. just what I call feel good questions, questions that just make them feel good about themselves. That's a start. Questions such as, you know, Dave or, or Mary, how did you get started in the so-and-so business uh, or w- in following that up with, wow, that you must have had some fascinating experiences. What do you enjoy most about what you do? And, you know, that flies in the face of a lot of sales teaching where we're supposed to immediately find their pain, right? Uh, You know, before anything else, immediately find their reach into their heart and tear it out so we can come to the rescue with our terrific products and services. And while there's a a time and place to tactfully and respectfully help them identify their pain so that you you can solve their issues, now is probably not the time. They don't know you well enough yet. They're not interested in sharing their their heartbreaks and their horror stories. Another great question. And this will this will absolutely turn a person into a, a, you know, into being attracted to you and wanting to know more about you and wanting to be in relationship with you. It's simply saying, uh, Dave, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good prospective client for you? Or Suzanne, I, I love connecting good people with other good people. How can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good prospect yeah. for you? And those are ways we can bring value to another person right away. After we meet that, maybe if we're at an event where there are other people there, we can connect those people with other people, introduce people to mm-hmm. one another. We can follow up with a handwritten, personalized thank you note afterwards, just to say it was great speaking with you. If I can ever refer business your way, I certainly will. And by the way, this works just as well online. You know, it, it real, the medium doesn't matter. We may do it a little differently online, in terms of tactics and strategies, but the principles remain the same. It's always asking, how can I bring value to another human being?
1: Love it. Those are great examples. Thank you. And we talk a lot about just, yeah, making that connection, serving people. And when you're networking, one of the things I've always shared, which I think is so powerful, is, is to be the connector, which you were just talking about, right? Be the one who, be the that spoke in the wheel, that connects other people because you're you're just helping them build their community and it always it always comes back it's not why we do it it always comes back and sometimes it comes back in ways we couldn't even imagine so That's right Bob, you're an expert in so many things, giving, influencing, leadership, business development. I would love it if you would share the top two to three strategies that share that you typically share with your clients with our community today.
2: Well, I'd say first there's got to be an understanding about what sales is and what it isn't so that it's approached in the right way. You know, you were saying earlier, you made a great point that there's this issue sometimes with selling itself. And I think, you know, when we hear a lot of people who who come into sales or or maybe a, when they're they're an entrepreneur and they have a product or service that they love, and they would just love to bring immense value to other people through their product or service. What they don't realize is that their business is actually selling this product or service. Okay, a lawyer is selling legal services. An accountant is selling accounting services. A person who's in the uh, who's an entrepreneur has a small business. Dealing with widgets, they are selling widgets. The challenge I think most people have isn't that they don't like sales; it's that they don't like what they think sales is. I think a lot of people believe that selling is about trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want or need. Right, and of course that's not selling. That's that's being a con artist, right? Selling something something that to somebody they don't want or need. No, not at all. Selling by definition is simply discovering what the other person does want, what the they need, what they desire, and helping them to get it. In fact, the the word sell, the old English root of the word sell is salan, which literally meant to give. So when you're selling, you're literally giving. Now, someone might say, Well, isn't that just semantics? And I would say, No, I don't think it is. And here's why. Let's say you are in a situation where you have a prospective customer or client in front of you you are you are selling well okay so you're selling what exactly are you giving i suggest you're giving them time attention counsel education empathy and most of all value so if you are selling you should be proud of doing that so now let's go into that advice if you will it's understanding first the difference between price and value That price is a dollar figure, it's a dollar amount, it's finite, it is what it is. Value, on the other hand, is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something, to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, that brings so much worth or value to someone that they will willingly exchange their money for it. And we've got to be able to communicate that, but we do that not through telling about our product or service, but by asking them the right questions so that they can share with us exactly what they need, want, and desire. And only at that point are we in the position to be able to match the benefits of our product or service with what they want or desire. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Absolutely. I mean, especially about the, the difference between price and value and asking questions. We always say in this community selling isn't telling, it's asking questions and really connecting to figure out if we can help someone. If we can, awesome. If we can't, it's okay.
2: It's okay. Exactly. And, and this is really where and, you know, Harry Brown, who was an old mentor of mine, used to say, people would always ask him, how do I motivate my customers to buy? Well, you don't have to motivate them to buy. They're already motivated. You just have, Your job is to simply discover what they're motivated by. Uh, and again, like you said, if they are great, then we help them. If not, well, we, then we either can't do business with them or maybe we can refer them to someone else or help them in some other other way. We also have to understand that value is always in the eyes of the beholder. And I think this is a mistake many salespeople make we all come from different ways of looking at the world different belief systems our own subjective truths but we ha- as human beings we tend to believe that other people see the world basically the same way we do so when we see our product or so when when there's a certain benefit feature or benefit about our product or service that we really think is great mm-hmm. we expect that's what they see in it as well and that's not necessarily the case. And so we've got to understand that, that it's not what we find to be of value or what we think they should find to be of value. It's what they find to be of value. And that's, as you said, we can only learn that through, through asking questions. And, you know, the fact is nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet or because you need the money or even because you're a really great person who believes in their product or service. They're going to buy from you only because they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so, which is why the focus must, must be on them. It's also the reason why we say that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder to values lightning, which means the focus must be on them of providing value to them as they understand it to be a value. And the money you receive is simply a very natural and direct result of the value you've provided.
1: Mm-hmm. Value is in the eye of the beholder. I love it. Such a, an important point. So, I know we talked a lot about value already, but I just wanted to come back to that one more time. And because I, I know you're talking about, you know, asking questions and how powerful that is. And so any other tips or things you want to share about how you can help someone see the value of your product? Because you're right. It is it's it's in their viewpoint. Do they see it? Do they not see it? Is it about asking more questions? What advice do you have there?
2: Well, I think in the discovery, which is the to me the the you know the first and most important part, uh, it's discovering what this person needs wants and desires and if you have a certain niche market you kind of you kind of know okay you have a general idea you've studied your market you know what generally the people are looking for okay maybe 80 to 90 percent but remember again we don't know for sure until we ask so you need to have those questions in which you're going to be able to truly understand what this person is saying and then it's just as important after the discovery and again harry brown taught this to make sure that you ask the question that ensures that you're understanding what they said in the way they meant it right (laughs) you know what i'm saying because we can hear a term and and we have again we have our own definition of it because we see the world from our own viewpoint so we can never assume that we understand what they mean by a certain term. And we can never assume that they understand what we mean by a certain term because we don't and they don't.
1: Right. Yes. Why active listening is so important and really repeating back what people are saying.
2: So we, right. yes, exactly. You've got to confirm, you've got to confirm in a, a kind tactful way that both of you mean the same thing by the same words.
1: Phenomenal. Thank you. I know people have taken a lot of notes and you know Bob I'd love to find out I have another question for you because you know we have listeners all over the world some who have access to you know great resources resources some who maybe you know struggling a little bit or feeling like they want to give up what's your best advice to a business owner or salesperson out there who you know is trying to figure out how to just make it through one more day knowing that maybe in the next couple of days the you know the the gold is out there what would you say to them
2: Well, I think it's having your focus in the right place. And this was illustrated to me, gosh, probably 36, 37 years ago. I'd I'd been in sales now for a couple of years, few years. I'd had some successes, but I was like Joe, the protege in in the original Go-Giver story. I certainly wasn't living up to my my potential. And I remember coming back to the office. I was selling a, a high-end product for a company, and I came back and I was discouraged and kind of disgusted because I the, the sale did not take place. And I kind of knew that I really kind of blew it. And there was a, a guy there, he wasn't wasn't even in the sales department. I think he was an engineer and he was an older guy who was about to retire nice. I didn't even know him very well, but would just say hi in the hallways. And he, he, I think he saw the look on my face and he said, Berg, can I give you some advice? And I, I said, sure, absolutely. And he said, if you want to make a lot of money in, in business, actually he said, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target. Your target is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, he continued, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money, whatever you choose. But never forget, he said, the the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It's not the target itself. Your target is serving others. So that made a huge difference to me because what it told me was that selling is not about me. And it's not even about the product or service as important as that is. It's always about the other person. And to the degree that we can go out there when we prospect, when we network, when we connect, when we do the thing, when we present, when we do all these things, to the degree that we can shift that focus from ourselves and onto that other person, first, that takes the pressure right, off right. us. <laughs> but second, it, it makes them a lot more receptive to our ideas.
1: That's a perfect way to end this show remembering that we are serving Wow that's a, that, that's been the theme the last couple of weeks so Bob thank you and I know our listeners are going to want to get more from you so let us know how can they connect with you I believe you have a little gift for them and also how can we serve you are you know are there places that you're looking to speak or connect tell us more please
2: um, well to, to find out more information on the books they can go to the gogiver.com the go-giver without the hyphen, the GoGiver.com, And when they're there, they'll see they'll see uh, graphics of the different books. <laughs> so the newest one is the Go-Giver Influencer, which we're very excited about. Click on that if you'd like, and you can read the first two chapters. In fact, you can read the first two chapters of a number of those books. So, you know, whichever you'd like to do is fine. For those who do have events, they can go to where it says, I, I think it says, Bob speaking or something like that. Yeah, you can find that and uh, there's a there's a little video there you can watch, but I'd say basically check out the books first and it kind of begins from there and we look forward to connecting with you on the site. Beautiful. Everyone,
1: one more time, you can go to www.thegogiver.com, connect with Bob, check out his books, read a couple chapters, get them on your Kindle, you know, really dig into his work, study his work. He's Bob, you're just doing great things in the world and you have such a phenomenal reputation. So thank you for being here today.
2: Well, you are as well. I, I just love the work you're doing and you're you're giving sales a great name and you're helping people do great things with it. So thank you. Keep up the great work.
1: Thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners all over the world. Stick with us. I know I, I hear from so many of you you know, reach out to me at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com. Let us know how we can support you. If you haven't yet, go to our website, salescoachnow.com and you can download for free the authentic sales formula An entrepreneur's guide to serving more clients without being pushy or salesy. And it's a webinar with me and it's just, it's about an hour long, but it's a great breakthrough. If you haven't done it yet, definitely go there and play. Also, if you're looking for a speaker for your next conference or event, definitely check Bob's page out. He might be a perfect fit for your next event or check out mine. You can go to UrsulaMinches.com, see all of our topics there. We'd love to come out and connect with you at your conference or with your sales team. Thanks again, everyone, for being here today. We wish you so much
0: success and may this be your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.